In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. I think most of us have been taught that truth and imagination are mutually exclusive. Yet, a fact or a story starts with belief. And belief starts by being made. Make-believe is something we all know how to do, even if it's been five minutes or decades since we've done it. And scientists even do this. They just call it hypothesis. Much of what we know about the physical world started out as hypothesis, as imagining, making believe that it's true, and then seeing where it led. And this is essentially what happened last week at Easter. The resurrection was presented to us, and, well, you all returned this week, so that means you believe it was true. Not an idle tale like some of the disciples. And so now we're finding out where this leads us. We're testing it of sorts. And this morning we find out where we begin and by what means we test it out. Now Thomas is faced with the same challenge, but he was still working within the old set of parameters for make-believe. It's C first, then touch for Thomas, because Thomas is a modern. But for Christ, the postmodern, it's flipped. Christ, working within the new realm of the resurrection, does it this way. It's touch first and see second. Christ says to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hand. It's in the touch of Christ's body that belief is made. Imaginations are opened, and the resurrection becomes real for Thomas. The body of Christ is Thomas's means for belief and reality. And the fullness of belief is true once he comes into bodily contact with Jesus. On that first Easter day, day, Jesus showed up and showed his disciples his hands and his side, the marks of his wounds. And by these marks on his body, he assured his disciples that he was, in fact, real. And he was present among them. Once he presented himself to them in the body, they were glad or full of gladness, some translations have. And for Thomas, once he touched Jesus' body, then he confessed Jesus as Lord and God. With Jesus' bodily presence comes true gladness and true confession. It's not really any different for us this morning. On the first day of this week, this Sunday morning, Jesus presents himself to you contemporary disciples in the crucified, risen, body and blood on the altar. And at every Eucharist, you recognize Jesus as crucified and risen when he touches you with his most holy blood and most precious, most holy body and most precious blood. And then you can taste and see that the Lord is good and drink 
so that your gladness is full. And like Thomas, once you touch Christ, you believe that he is Lord and God. For Thomas and us, once we come into contact with the body and blood of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, we are then transformed into the body of Christ, that is, the church. And through Jesus' own body, we become his body in the present day, outside these four walls. This is part of the challenge of the truth of the resurrection. Believing it is true means we're to imagine us, St. John, to be actually, concretely, physically, the body of Christ out in the world. Now, there's a good case to make that one actually can't believe in Jesus until they've been touched by him. John's Gospel begins with the word that became flesh, and the only way to understand that incarnate word as it is is to experience it in concrete reality. The Eucharist is the concrete reality of the resurrected Christ among us. That actually makes us the concrete reality of the resurrected Christ out in the world, so that the world actually might touch Jesus. This explains why there is no reference in these verses in the Gospel reading this morning to Jesus' departure. Jesus does not depart. For he who makes himself present to his disciples is always with them and in them. So too at the end of the Eucharist, the Lord does not depart from you because he goes with you in your very life. This is fundamentally how the resurrection is good news for us this morning. God presents himself in the body of Christ and saturates us with the Holy Spirit, his resurrection life, so that he carries us along with him. The resurrection is then experienced through the body of Christ that lives out in the world and not simply here. Here is where imagination and make-believe are most helpful for us. The Eucharist given to us is celebrated not as a mere liturgical rite this morning, something we just do, but as the means in which God opens up our imagination and our lives so that they are enriched and so that we find out who we are. The the, the Eucharist offers Christ's body so that we would actually touch his body and believe. And with our eyes open to see that we once more participate in the new realm of the resurrection this morning, as surely as the first disciples did on that first Easter day. And then once touched by Jesus in the Lord's Supper, we find out it is here, where we begin, where we begin and by what means we find out the resurrection is true. And it is at the Eucharist 
where we find out the resurrection will lead us. So as we leave this morning, the present Lord Jesus Christ carries us with him, working with the resurrection imagination to find new ways of love, to find new ways to care, to show mercy, and new ways to be the community. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.